just two dudes floating in space (laughs) we are love it we say you say would you say what's going on yeah um we're grooming the dog today so is that a full full big deal is it a big dog uh she's she's what like 45 pounds um so the size of lala basically uh yeah 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 basically um yeah she, no she well so she's a standard poodle so like poodles are like a big deal when it comes to like because she has hair and that fur and all this um yeah. yeah so it's like a big thing so she gotta be washed and dried lucy's like really into it and i'm like trying to get more into it so and it's also it's way help it's super helpful with two people definitely lala has wait does she have fur i think she has fur she doesn't shed it, though yeah so, so maybe she might be hypoallergenic she might be i don't know yeah, what type of dog is she again? She's a Yorkie. Okay. So that's yeah, fair, I, I think. But I, now I'm confused because she doesn't shed. Because I always said I would have back in the day, I said I'd have a dog if it didn't shed and didn't poop. And Lala basically is that. Her poop is so small, it like just goes away. <laughs> Amazing. It's like, oh, is the are they cutting the lawn later today? Yeah, I don't. You don't even have to pick that up. It's gonna go. <sighs> oh, dude, we just we raked the backyard um yeah and we missed a bunch yeah i had to Pumpy. thoroughly thoroughly wash my shoes afterwards yeah <laughs> gross dude you got pro how do i sound how's my sound right now you sound great okay good i see your microphone there yep yep hey somebody made a good point so i'm gonna give context and i'll put you on the spot they said you guys don't even introduce yourself and i made i put this on a podcast uh somebody in our discord that had said I noticed more people come in the discord. You've made a comment of how the podcast is growing. People are going to find this and be like, who are these guys talking? So what's up, everybody? Welcome to bike radio. This is the evoke podcast, really more just chatting about bikes, chatting about current topics. Myself, Brendan Hausler, I'm the co-founder and president of evoke bike three-time masters, national road champ. And still hitting it with the younger kids, the P12 group, 10-time state champ. So that's me. Who are you? Uh, Josh Noggle, uh, Josh at Evoke That Bike. And I'm a coach, cross racer, mountain bike racer, road racer, some gravel, I guess gravel racer as well. Um, so a little bit of everything. And yeah, I was the Cat 4 New York state road champion. So oh. I'm like, I'm like right there behind you, dude. That's actually the person that made this recommendation and said little thing. He, he had said to me, he's like, dude, how do you not tell people that you're a three-time master's national champ? He was, I realize you'd like to play that humble game, but that is cr- a credential. And the thing they said about you, they're like, Josh does everything and he does it really well. Like he needs to tell people that. I forgot something, dude. I'm the current New York state gravel champion. Hello. Yeah, there we go. Dude. But Sam, didn't Sam win that race? Sam, but Sam's not from New York State. So it's an asterisk. You're not right. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a good point. I but hey, dude. You, but I love you, but I have I have serious beef with that. The, it, I, I feel the same way. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying, hey, dude, I still I still got the jersey. Well, actually, I didn't get the jersey, but. Yeah, well, wear that with shame. <laughs> dude, there's no winning with you sometimes. What do you mean? <laughs> Do I, do I disagree? Wait, tell, tell, what does that mean? Tell me about that. No, somebody, somebody called me out. They were saying something about, um, well, they, they, they actually, they called you out. Sorry, but they were like, when I was talking about riding in the cold 
And they were like, dude, Brendan just shot you down. He's like, dude, just like put on more gloves and ride in the cold. And I'm like, you know, he's not wrong. Like, I totally get that. I was like, I just don't enjoy riding in the cold. I wouldn't ride in the cold. Who said that? I wouldn't. No, you're you're, the thing that you said. And like, the the thing is, is like, you're right. You're like, I just wanted it. Like I put the miles in because I wanted it. And you're like, there's no, you can't argue with that. Yeah. It's, I look back and it's crazy. I mean, I don't, I would never do now. And I think that's partly age. I think it's also partly, that's why I moved. I mean, I really changed my life for cycling and in Rochester just was not happy with them. The winters were so miserable, so miserable. I don't miss that at all. And it's, it's getting cold here in North Carolina. I'm leaving in 20, less than 24 hours. Super excited to leave the winter behind, but I really wanted to be good at cycling. And there's no way that you can take five months and dilly dally if you want to be your best. And people do that. And that's fine. It's just, that's the fast track to not being your best. So no, no, dude, you, you're like, I'm not, I'm not like you're everything you're saying is right. It, it was more of me calling myself out of being like, yeah, I think I'm fine with skewing my season later. Um, so I just don't have it in March and April and May, you know? Yeah. So, but more importantly, what do you mean? There's no losing with me. No winning. with Oh, me. that was all dude. That's probably our time. That was an exaggeration. No, 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 no. I, I really he, tried to not, my friend Dave Richardson was like, you always have to have the last word. You always have to like, and I don't, I'm not trying to be argumentative. I'm not trying to say I'm right all the time. I think I'm, maybe I'm not. I try to be very, somebody said something in the discord. Oh no, Alex in the chat. I was like, oh, this is great. This is why we all, it's beautiful that we have different opinions. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to. You know what it is, dude? I give myself a break and I feel like you are just, dude, that's like, I respect the hustle and you're like, you want it just as much now as I I feel like, as you wanted it, like at your first cat five race, you know, like more now. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, dude. And I feel like for me, like it's, it has faded. If I'm being honest with myself, it's faded a little bit. You know, I still want it, but I'm like, I still like there are, it just has faded. I, I can't really put, you know, a, a, it just has. Um, so I went through this actually, and it was really after Patrick had moved, we hadn't even been teammates yet. I was doing the same races. I went back to school and I was Joey four years in thinking I was where I was at. And Patrick made a comment to me one time, like, so are you done trying to get better? And just the way he said it, I was like, ah, damn, am I like in that how I am right now? And it was really just, I sort of just like sat there. I was like, no, I definitely want to still get better. What do I need to get better at? There's so many things to get better at. You know, and we, we were still at the point where people were saying VO2 max training was get it from the races. And it's mostly what you were born with, which we now definitely know is not true. So I'm like, I definitely get better at VO2 max. I suck at going really hard. I got to figure that one out. Uh, I just made a podcast about that because it is something that's it's really hard. Of when do you train this? How much do you train it? And, you know, I had this down as like bullet number five, but you had kind of talked about your motivation saying something was off, you know, the, the day off creates this pendulum swing. And sometimes you don't swing back into riding mode easily, but then when you ride, it's great. What do you think this seems to be tied to that. Like on a macro scale, you, you, I'm really blown away to hear you say this because the way I see you as an athlete is somebody who was just this year saying, 
I want to go race with the big dogs. I want to qualify for nationals. How is this not the most pumped up year? So I think what it is, is when I think about like being comparing myself to you, it's like the endurance rides right now. Like, and I think that there's a lot of, why are you comparing yourself to me? Well, I'm just saying like, dude, like you're, I, I don't have the hunger. I don't have the hunger to go out right now and do like a three to four hour endurance ride. Wow. on the road bike I, and, the, and the thing is i know but like going out and like racing cross or going out and like hitting the trails and the mountain bike like that sounds fun um so and i don't know exactly what that is i think the cold hasn't helped you know i'm just being honest with myself i just don't like riding right now <laughs> i don't want to say it's like 45 it's like 50 degrees right right now <laughs> yeah. Dude, it was 36 yesterday for five hours and it, i came I- home and i told chris I'm like, this is the winter I could deal with. When it gets to below 32, I'm okay if there's sun, but here it rains. And if the roads are wet and it's 35, if you can ride through that, triple kudos to you. I'm not doing that anymore. I did that. I definitely did some dangerous, stupid, stupid stuff. But you're in your 20. I was doing a lot of other stupid stuff too off the bike. So it was like a good period to get that in. Now I'm not doing that. I'm not going to be riding when it's, we used to say the minimum was 22. When it's 26 and you have to change a flat, that's not pretty. No, I'm with you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the worst. But 50? Dude, 50 is, and we promised each other we weren't going to say dude the whole podcast, but dude, 50 is leg warmers, arm warmers, base layer, kit, and a vest. And maybe if you have a merino wool neck warmer, warm neck, warm body. I think people screw that one up big time and people wear these huge ass gloves. You don't need, I was 36 and I had like pretty thin gloves on. So my hands don't sweat. So, um, I, yeah, that's not, that's not cold. I'm not saying, dude, I'm not saying any of this is rational. I'm not, I'm just saying this is what goes through my head. I'm like, uh, and then it just kind of like eats it. And then it just like, that's what slowly deteriorates of like, uh, you know, maybe we'll just take it. We'll take an easy day or maybe we'll get on Zwift. And I'm like, I'll Zwift later and I'll push it to later and later. And then it doesn't happen. And I'm like, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll add an extra hour tomorrow. Yeah. I was thinking of you as I was thinking of you pre-season, pre-cross and how we had kind of talked about, you know, I knew you as a coach and an athlete at the same exact time. And when I have a new athlete, I sometimes like to let them stumble or feel I have to get on board with what they've been doing, figure out what I think they should do, but then have them buy into the process of what we're going to do, because I don't want somebody blindly following what Brendan Hauser puts on their training peaks when they're going to do ride X, Y, and Z that I put down. And in the back of their mind, they're thinking I should be doing something different. That's a recipe for disaster. So a lot of times in order to have that equation play out properly, I go a little bit more towards them, have them falter a little bit, and then be like, okay, let's regroup. This is really why I think this is the reason you should be doing these things. And as we kind of talked about, you had a lot of times where it was like, hey, didn't do the endurance ride, went and played around on the trails with my friends. Hey, did the, you kind of like went rogue. I'm like, okay, like maybe this will work for him. And then you got to the pro races and we're like, okay, cool, that didn't work. So I think if I was you, do you find motivation through that of not hitting what you wanted to hit so far? And, you know, I think that from the conversations we've had going into next cross season, there needs to be a lot more focus. If you want to have any chance of ripping with the guys that you're doing podcasts with, I mean, that's the goal. 
hundred percent, dude. And you know, I think it goes back to like, once I get that rhythm going, it's like that pendulum. Like when I, when I sent that to you, I was like, this kind of encapsulates what I'm, what I'm feeling. It's like when that pendulum, like I finished the race and I'm like, oh, I didn't go well. And then like, I'll have a good training day or whatever, or I'll like write some things down that I need to work on. And then I'll go out and do it. And I'll, I'll feel good. And then like a rest day will come. And then like, I'll take another rest day. Like a pendulum swings. And I'm like, I kind of enjoy like, you know, getting some things done off the bike. And then I just, and then I just, I, I instantly forget like that motivation kind of fades in that day. And then it comes into another day off and another day off. But then when it swings back, like I did that ride yesterday and I'm like, I'm ready to go. You know, like I'm saying this was, I had a great ride and it was just a mountain bike ride, but it was a long one. And I'm like, let's get back to it. You know, um, I think I just lose sight of things quickly. And, uh, and I don't know exactly what the specifics are for that for me. But yeah, that's just, that's just what happens. It feels weird to talk about. This is strange. <laughs> no, this is, I think this is really good. I think that the pendulum swing, like a couple of things kind of stuck out to me on that. The life stuff, that's a rest week for me. That's when I had a conversation with Tom about this and he was like, well, do you think you need a rest week? I'm like, not physically, but yeah, dude, I have five podcasts. I have, there's so much work going on and now the more coaches we get, the more things that I get involved in and we're doing like a new series and I've reduced the number of athletes that I'll work with simply because I just need some more time. And I think where we're going as a brand, I want to really try to be thoughtful with that and not feel frantic with it. So rest weeks are huge. And it's easy to forget that getting in the groove with something like this that takes up so much time someone's going to grab that pendulum and throw it out the freaking window. And like, you're going to feel like you're getting back in the flow and life's just going to blow up. And it, it's very similar to our talk about lifting and not make waiting for it to be perfect. So many times we, and I say, we every, almost every athlete, we want every session to be, this is how I'm doing it. I'm leaving it this time. Da, da, da. Like we have it scripted out in our, in our head. And I think that's a way to be successful scripting things out, but things happen. You know, it's like, you go out and your wheel blows up and now you're not doing a ride on Saturday and you need to shift things around and you need to things come up and motivation might throw you off balance. Or my biggest test this past year was having this freaking QL. I did not plan to be on the side of the road in April, about 45 minutes into a ride, finally admitting to myself, dude, I'm in pain. This is not good. And I, it was it sucks and instead of you can't pout about it you can't be pissed off about it, it was, you actually there's a book i've commented on a few times miracle morning by hal elrod and i saw this guy talk he's a great speaker but he has his thing is you can be upset and pouty for five minutes and then you move on so i had my five minutes of being of thinking I've done so much training and because of COVID, it felt like two years of training going into the season. And now I'm going to get injured. And this is my own fault because I got so pumped about lifting. I was lifting too much and too heavy. I was so disappointed, but you just, and then that's when it was huge to have Tom as a coach. Cause I came back ready. To, I need to do every VO two max work. I need to go harder. And he's like, that's not going to help you win. We need to do this the right way. And it was funny because it was all the things that I would tell another athlete. But when it's yourself, you're just like, I, I got to catch up. I got to, everybody's, ah, 
Dude, that's what it is, man. That's the thing is like, I like with, with the athletes, I'm totally fine with having those conversations and putting them on. And it all makes sense. I can remain calm and get the athlete calm. But when it comes to myself, I'm like, you're just frantic, you know, you are in there doing the workout. You are, there is something totally different about doing the workout on Thursday, uploading it, looking at the file, looking towards the next day. You've already forgotten what you've done on Monday, whereas your coach or your friend, whoever's helping you out, goes in, sees the week for what it is and digests it in a way different manner. When I go in and look at Rider XYZ, I'm going in there on, let's say tomorrow on Monday, I look back, what happened on Friday, Saturday, Sunday? What emails did I get from them that we've been talking about? What's the contact? Seeing the big picture. Shout out to Jason Hillemar. He was That was the biggest thing that I took away from being one of his athletes and him helping me become a coach was Brendan don't get so overly focused on just one or two workouts when you're looking at someone's training. Make sure you always say, okay, what, what is the big picture here? He goes, cause they're not going to do that. That is one of the number one reasons why you're there. It was super powerful. It's really helped me. I think that that's, if somebody said, well, Hey, what's one of your strengths of the coach? I think from a prescription of workouts, I do think I'm good at understanding when to place what workout where for each individual, but I also think it's just way bigger of seeing the bigger picture, being able to help them see this is where we are in November. This is where you're trying to go in June. Here's how we're doing it. And then as they're this little dot each day, ticking these boxes off, you're the helicopter and having somebody do that. I really find it very hard to do on your own. It's so, I don't know. But it's good, man. I think you should. So I'm really, I don't know. Am I sold on that you are, what's going to change your motivation or how, how are you going to manipulate the pendulum for next season? Like, do you think, and I guess I'll say this because I want other people to hear it. Obviously it's a podcast, but if you want to race these huge races and do your best yeah, it does require some focus and it should be fun, but the process is fun, but every workout's not going to be fun. And you might have to tell Tina, you can't ride with her on Thursday on the trails because you have something that you have to do to reach your goals. Do you want that? Or do you want the fun ride? And at this level, maybe I wouldn't have this conversation as much with a cat four, because I think they're going to gain a lot from the fun ride. You need to be like the blinders are on the focus is there. What do you think of that? Well, I just stopped myself. I was going to hit you with a dude, but I, I said um, like too. Yeah. Hey guys, we're really trying to work on the audio really. and the um, like, and duding. So trust us. We hear you loud and clear. We appreciate you bearing with us. We're linguistically trying to get better. So dude, tell me about it. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> no, the season I think was a huge learning experience and I feel like we've talked about this so many times and I think I went in, I, I know I came in with not unrealistic expectations, but just my expectations of how difficult the races were going to be. Like I learned so much and I, I know going into next year that my mindset has to be different for what a win is. And I've now I've, I've slowly come to find more wins and I've actually gotten, you know, I've won some races, smaller races. Um, but still you feel really good about that. So I think just framing the season differently, 
Um, I think it's not a, it's not a physical thing. It's a mindset thing. And I think that has worn me down, you know, just being honest about it. And I, I think you and I have talked about this a lot. I have a, I have a teammate who is in the same boat as me. We, we jumped up to the races together and it's the same thing. All the conversations I've had with him is he's just so like down on himself. And he doesn't want to race. Cause it's hard. Like going to the races when you were used to being at the front and then going to the races, the bigger races. And now you're just trying to finish, you know, top 50 is a win. It's just, if you're not mentally prepared for that, it can be a big shock. And it, and it, and it was, and I think looking forward, like in this past week, there was, there was a bunch of things like just, you know, life stuff. And then some changes to my calendar for the races some things got knocked off the calendar. And then I think that didn't help, you know, being like, well, why should I do this endurance ride? You know, when there's question marks down the season, you know, so it doesn't help, but, um, but no, I think just mentally coming in more prepared and knowing, knowing that these pitfalls are inevitably, inevitably going to come and being able to handle them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard. And I think, I just got really nervous. I realized I'm not using headphones. I hope the microphone is not picking you up as you talk. So let me put these headphones on real quick. I think the one second, everybody. Brendan is putting his headphones on. Yeah. Okay. It might have changed you, the microphone. You actually do sound way better. Right now? <laughs> yeah. Damn it. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. <laughs> this has been a shoot. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. You know, I'll use myself as an example because I do coach people and because I have gone out of my way to make it like public of what my racing, we're vlogging, whatever. But the number of times people will say, oh, man, I just want to win more. I see you win a lot. I've been blessed to be on some amazing teams. Do you know how many losses there are? <laughs> Do you know how many? And that's the thing. It's not a loss. It's a lesson. And you have to take those and not get beat up from it because it is really hard to spend your weekend getting your face kicked in and realizing you're not that fast. And one of the, you know, Jonathan Vodders put a tweet out and Alex and I definitely disagreed with this based on his comment in our WhatsApp. Ovolo went back to an amateur status and Vodders made the comment of, hey, you know, it's interesting. Don't people realize that Conti teams are really just amateurs? And it's probably a little rough. I mean, you are a pro cyclist, but the, the thing, the reason I bring this up is you go to races and there's some Conti pros that act like they are Peter Sagan. And I always kind of chuckled at this because I'm thinking to myself, buddy, most of the people you're racing right now are just cat one weekend warriors. Why are you in this weird flex mode? Like we get it. You, you got the contract. We're I'm cheering for everybody. You can't stop a winner. If somebody, I want everybody to, I don't wish bad on people. I'm wishing that I somehow figured out and get better than them. But, you know, you talk, you see cat fours that flex on cat fives. I'm like, you're a freaking cat four. Why, why are you even, aren't you looking at the cat three race, hoping you get in there? Then you get to the cat threes, you think they are top dog. And it's like, I don't understand cat ones that think they're the shit. You're not. And through that whole process, the reason I bring this up is like, 
focus on yourself, focus on just getting better and see where your journey is going to take you. It's, I don't know. Um, it's, I don't know where I'm going with that, but I just thought the tweet was really interesting. It kind of, and it's not just the road people, people, roadies get this bad vibe. There's definitely, even in the only other discipline that I do is gravel. There's like the pro gravel now. And then there's the other guys. And sometimes pro gravel people, like they want some little bit of special service. And it's like, we're all in the same race guys. Like this privateer, man. That's the, that's the buzzword right now. Privateer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then somebody told me the other day that they're, um, they have a team of privateers. I was like, but that's, you can't be that a privateer literally means solo. (laughs) So, but you know what, dude, just to, to, to double down on what you just said about like, you know, flexing on people and going to the races. I think the bike racing community is, is, is small. You know, I just know from, you know, I started racing in New York city and it's a huge city, but I feel like I know a majority of the racers, you know, and I think I learned so much by just absorbing from everyone else who is better than me and being nice to everyone. And the only people I can think of that, like, like the people who are, you know, not nice or not cool or just jerks, like those are the guys you get the reputation and you stand out. So you gain so much more by just listening and being nice. And mm-hmm. and you can like, you know, um, the mean people always fall in cycling. It seems like yeah. it, it doesn't last. It doesn't, doesn't go well. I don't know, man. Hey, um, transition for people that listen to this podcast and the other email. Hey, how do I support you guys? No, we don't do Patreon. No, we don't. We're not collecting any money, actually. Buy a t-shirt. We now have a store open and you can find the link. We'll post the link in here. Store link. I'm making a note. It is pretty duck heavy because we are a flock, but there is now one that's like, if you're watching the video, it's like that logo without the duck. So that was a request we got that. <laughs> there was a really, there's an interesting article that I'm not, people can go find it, that said it was really pumping sweet spot. And they said, well, the biggest question is, why would you ever live in the mountains or why would pro cyclists do mountain training camps if sweet spot was a bad thing? And I was like, what hey, what are those dots there what are they connecting what does that connect what, yeah because you ride in the mountains means you only ride sweet spot and i want to point this out simply so if somebody reads that article they realize that doesn't make sense because i live in the mountains and i actually just made a post of how much sweet spot i don't do living in the mountains sure you might do a little bit more tempo going up a climb but i'm talking low tempo 82 85 not sweet spot And if anything else, if you're climbing on mountains, when you're doing hard efforts, it's even easier to go well, 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 well above sweet spot. I saw that and I was just, what is this obsession? I don't understand it. I mean, I understand people want to sell stuff, but mm, not, not feeling that misrepresentation. Come live in, come ride in the mountains with me and we won't do sweet spot. I promise you that. I think people will be surprised probably riding with you or just riding endurance in general with, with anyone doing true endurance of how slow you go uphill and how fast you go downhill. This fast downhill is the biggest thing. It's, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I, I, I still ride endurance probably a little bit too hard here. 
you know, it's a weird thing though, because this is, if people ever thought about this, when we posted the post about, do you do 65 or 75% for endurance? Obviously the bigger your FTP, the wider those ranges are a 5% difference for me is 20 Watts. My FTP is 415. It goes down to about 410. If you're really crazy and use WKO and want to like look through old podcasts, there's probably one where it's at 407, but it had a really high FRC. It swings. Sometimes it says it used to say 420. And I don't know if that was that their algorithms were different, but anyways, 5% of that is over 20 Watts. Technically my endurance zone then would be 315. What's the math on that? Do you know that? Can you do that in your head? Definitely three, not. 311 and a quarter. I, if I go and ride 311 and a quarter for four hours, that is me trying very hard to hold that average. My natural tendency is 290 ish. If I'm climbing, it's because of the downhills and not pedaling, it'll be around 275. We'll see what I do today. 279, I see a lot. So, you know, that is the higher up. I mean, it's, I'm riding more high endurance on the hills, but I'm not going as slow as I should. You know, talk to Alex, talk to any Euro pro. They're definitely riding easier than I am. And I probably should do that. And I'm going to try, I've committed to this, to do that in Florida. So Tom had always made the comment, you could ride easier. I was like, I don't really want to. My, my love for megajoules, which is just a, one megajoules, a thousand kilojoules. My love for burning KJs has sort of slowed down a little bit. This year, I really more enjoyed the elevation number and putting up big miles while still climbing a ton. I'm just on, if I was here for another week, I'd hit a million feet of elevation this year. So in almost 10 months, I'll be here longer next year. So I should knock on wood, hopefully hit it. I just think that'd be cool. I've never come anywhere near a a million feet in a year. I'd like to know what the number of bridge repeats you would need to do in Florida to still get that. Um, I'll tell you this right now, when I go on a hundred mile ride there, it is, I think 500 feet of climbing. So a lot, I don't think it's possible. I mean, I really need to look, I don't even know where the 500 comes from. There's one, eh, there's one bridge. Yeah. But let me ask you this. Maybe you're going to get to this when you say riding easier though. And you said, you're going to try to do this when you're in Florida. Like, what does that mean to you? Is that like a number or is that a mindset going into the ride? I think probably, well, it's a little bit of both. I think the number that I'm going to shoot for is two fifty. God, I don't even want to say that like two sixty average, which is only 15 watts, but it's another 5% lower. Cause I'm really, so that was my point. So 311 at 75 would be really hard. I'm really riding at like 70%. That's why I said to people, I'm like, you know, shoot for 75 because most people don't have a 415 watt FTP. So, and that's not me being like, look at me. It's just that your percentage, the absolute number of Watts is smaller. The smaller your FTP is, there's not that much difference. If you can hold 75, great, but you shouldn't be pinning it. And that's also makes me think of an athlete that was doing tempo intervals the other day and said something to the effect of that he was really trying to hit the second one. And I simply said too early for that. 
don't go mentally in the box trying to hit tempo intervals. You must have been a little bit tired. And he's like, well, I didn't sleep that well the night before. You don't need to crush it. The tempo is there to change things up right now a little bit. Tempo, I truly believe, is great. It, it, there's a lot of tempo riding in races. There's, it's good to be able to push it for a consistent period of time. But you don't need to be like, I need to hit these numbers in November when he's not even going to race. He's racing early, too. He's racing in February, but not yet. Wait till December, and then it gets a little bit stricter. But again, September, October, November, if you can, if you're racing in early spring, volume is going to be your best friend. Ride. Don't overthink this. And with everything, it depends on the athlete, but that's the number one. So what are your feelings? And so speaking of volume, I was just reading something about this. Say if you're aiming for, I don't know, 14 hours a week. Let's just, cause I know I can divide that. What do you feel about two, seven hour rides, seven, two hour rides, whatever, a couple of three hour rides. Is that a question for real? <laughs> well, I mean, it's different, right? I think people there, have asked there, me this. I'm yeah. just curious of your opinion on this. Yeah. Um, well, what's the person I have one question then what are they going to try and race? What are they preparing for? No, you're, you're exactly right, dude. Goals, goals in mind. If they're preparing for dirty Kansas, two seven-hour rides. Yeah. It's not the best plan. Actually, no, I take that back. A seven-hour ride, a three-hour ride, and two two-hour rides. If they are preparing, if this is Catherine Christina and she's getting ready for road races, so her races are three hours, and I have 14 hours, three, six, nine, 12, four threes, and a two. If it's Pro One Willie, he's new. We haven't heard from Pro One Willie yet. I would say, man, 14 hours. Uh, definitely needs a four hour ride. And this is assuming he's not just doing crits because we really like P1 Willie. He's got 14 hours and he's training. I'm going to say a four-hour ride and two three-hour rides. That's 10. And then two two two-hour rides. Yeah, I like that. Because I want him five days a week. So do people really ask you that question, though? I got it from somebody, yeah. Like my my answer was, this was, was, he was was doing some races in April. Um, His goals are shorter. But my answer right now was just get the hours in. You know, like get a longer ride in for sure, whatever that long ride is to him. But then otherwise, get the hours in, however that is. And I think the frequency is just as, if not more important than the duration of one ride. Said differently, if people aren't racing four hours, their long ride should be about three and a half and get more of those in than spending one five hour ride. And then all these like one and a half hour rides because they spent all their like family time on this one ride, try and break it up. And that's definitely, I've changed my tune from when I was first a coach and people were like the long ride, you got to have the long ride. You got to make sure you're recruiting these anaerobic fibers to act aerobically. And there's other ways to manipulate that game without riding five hours. I rarely, well, that's a lie. I was going to say I rarely ride five hours. That's not true. But I do try to do more four hour rides than I've ever done before. And three hour, if I rode two hours right now, it's because either I'm, it's not by choice, something in life, super busy, horrible weather, 
just don't have four hours or three hours. But the more consistent, quote unquote, long, the better. So, no, I think you made a good point there that people sometimes don't put into the equation is what's that? How does that affect your life? If you're doing back to back, whatever, seven hour rides, like what does that do to the rest of your week and your family and your friends and your job and all this? So, yeah, there's a huge difference for me if I'm riding four hours or five hours when Chris is here. Today, it's my last ride. Well, yeah, it's my last ride until Tuesday. So I'm going to ride from 1230 to 530. And actually, I'm thinking maybe I'll ride 1235, maybe four and a half hours. I really want to ride five hours, though. But if I was four hours would be better. It's 530, gone. dude. What time's the sunset there? It's 430 here today. Four hour. Oh, shoot. We just changed times. That's right. I'm like, had I known this, I wouldn't be on this podcast. Five thirty nope. says. Brendan just ran away. He's gone from the podcast. He's getting on his bike. I'm in my kit. <laughs> so five twenty-four. But there's not many cars here, so yeah. it's all good. Yeah. So, anyways, I think you know, frequency duration, there's so many ways to manipulate this thing. And these are the types of come if somebody's listening to this podcast, you're not on the discord. These are the theor hypothetical, I was gonna say theoretical hypothetical questions that people are posting. There's so many good threads in there. I was telling Chris about just, I actually am really digging the intro of, I read through a couple of people's intros guy from Sweden, like off the block, France, Sweden, me, which is like, it was boring. I'm from North Carolina and Florida and some other place, just a really diverse group of people. So what it came up, actually, speaking of colder rides, I was peeing like crazy the past couple rides. And I think it's from eating. I think my body's still recalibrating from eating too many tortilla chips and not the best choices. I mean, not horrible, too much. Like I would eat not, how do I say this? I would not monitor my portion at a restaurant when I was gone for a week. It was kind of like my week to just do whatever I wanted to do. Didn't do anything crazy, but I have, you know, probably extra water retained, probably came home a couple pounds too heavy. I don't think it's like all fat, but it's definitely, I wasn't like, Ooh, I look really shredded right now. Carb loading and temperature came up. I definitely noticed by carb load and go do an early spring or late winter race that I have to pee way more. Do you have any experience with this in cross? I mean, I know you guys don't carb load as much or just these big rides that you're not doing that you're supposed to be doing, but. Hey man, I'm still getting rides out there. I don't want it to be, like I said, I, I got four hours in. I did four hours and 20 minutes yesterday. We're going to have a podcast about Josh's training calendar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think about carb loading and peeing? So I said, uh, dude, I've never made that connection. Okay. I, to be with you, I've never made the connection of, of carb loading uh that's interesting though i'm gonna think about that if that has but i do feel that with the temperature change i do have to go more often okay so i but i, I want i'll back that out on on some of my rides that i am going to do um in the next couple of weeks and see you know how that plays out but mm -hmm. i generally have to go i feel like on every ride within like the first hour mm -hmm. and then some mm -hmm. rides more often yeah See, if I'm going but, by myself, I don't care when I stop to pee, but I yeah. hate having to pee when I'm with other people. So 
leave my house. Hopefully I'm meeting them like 30 minutes in. I'll stop to pee before I meet them. And then I probably have to pee within the first hour of us being together. And then I'm usually good. When it's cold out though, I'm peeing almost every hour. I, I peed four times the other day. Seems too much. So I don't know. Both I got another question about this. Because of the coffee, but I don't drink. I, know, I have two coffees. You had that in the in the Strava. I was I wanted to ask you ask you about this about the the diuretics and all that and yeah. It says that it lasts for a few hours, like the effect. So even if you stop drinking coffee two hours before, you're still going to feel that effect. I don't know. I'm going to see how it goes today. But and then the weird thing was I, my urine was dark last night. Not dark, darker than normal. Like I'm usually clear. And I was like, this is weird. What's going on? Did I I peed so much? Then I like, I don't know. Maybe it was all the tortilla chips finally coming out. So I've had this question on my list since before we started bike radio and we never got to it. Okay. And this, I don't want, if we get comments or whatever about this. Okay. Uh Do you pull over to the side of the road every time you have to go pee or are you finding a road, like a little downhill and you're going off the bike? (laughs) I pee on the yellow line. No, I go off the road. If, if it's, if I'm in the middle of nowhere, I stop on the road and just go. Of course, when you do that, like the one car and that you haven't seen in the past 20 miles comes out of nowhere always, but yeah, I try to get out of sight's way. There's a house around. I'm not going to pee in their yard just on the DL. I don't need some dude. I don't want to look at the window. I'm like, Oh, Oh yeah. There's some guys dong out there. That's not what we were looking for. And there could be kids there. So definitely be mindful of that. We don't run the road and rule the road. And what's your thought on that? Well, say the right I don't thing. think anybody really talks about this, but like in, I'm saying if you're doing a longer road race, at least at our level, maybe at, at least at my level, I'm saying a Green Mountain Stage race was an example. You're not stopping. If you stop to go to, get off the side of the road and go to the bathroom, like dude, your race is over with. See ya, yeah. you know? So you have to go off the bike and you got to be comfortable with that. So dialing that back, you got to practice that. And I was just curious in in your experience, if that's something that you did, maybe you've been racing for so long, but there was a time when you hadn't done that. Yeah. I've never peed off the bike. It doesn't work for me. Yeah. And I also, I'm like pretty shy with peeing. I don't do well peeing around others. It's a very weird thing. There's apparently you can like work on and being able to pee wherever you want, but I got a tip for you, but this isn't going to help you. I got a tip for everybody listening. I think a good place to learn to, cause it's, it's not the physically, it's like the mental aspect of like, yeah. I can't go. I can't go. If you're riding inside on the trainer. Okay. That's a good place to like, get over that mental block of like, okay, Hey, I can go like, don't and just pee- go on the floor. Like you oh, got to plan yeah. ahead. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like that helps. I've told that's a lot of people interesting. this. Peeing yeah. on Zwift, peeing off the bike. I'm going to, that's going in the show notes. I guess you actually don't even necessarily have to be on Zwift. You could just be on the station. You could just have your set your bike up and be like, okay, what does this feel? To I like- think it'd be better if you're on Zwift. Okay. Log the ride, upload it to Strava, put it in the comments. <laughs> I will give you kudos for that one for sure. I'm not really on Strava that much anymore. There's just been so many other things. I, yeah, I used to love giving kudos. I got to get back on there. What's uh, so since we're talking about wieners and things, I had somebody ask me about the best bib shorts because they were getting chafed. And I said, Well, you're using chamois cream. And they said, Well, isn't that for your butt? <laughs> I said, 
No, I said, actually, I would not recommend you put chamois cream on your butt, but put it in your creases. And they said, wait, and it was like the brain explosion. Like, wait, really? And I'm like, yes, that's where chamois cream goes. And then I was like, wait, you know, I've never really, nobody ever really told me what, where to put it. I just put it where I felt like it was necessary, like where your skin is going to glide against the saddle or your shorts are going to be moving. Like just let things flow a little bit, which is why, okay, sorry, add plug why I like this chamois cream from hello blue, because it's the consistency. It doesn't move around. I've used goopier stuff where it's like you put it on and then it's gone in two seconds. I'm like, what? It's really didn't do anything. So this stuff stays on. And I mean, I just want to put put this out there. So maybe there's another person out there who's putting chamois cream on their butt. I don't think you need it on your butt. No, uh, (laughs) that's, that's like, no, (laughs) I've never heard the butt, but that's what you use the butt cream for. (laughs) Wait, that's not actually a thing, right? That's not a thing. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I just go hand down the pants, and yeah, in the creases, like you put, like you said, you know, you're getting in the right spot if you're applying chamois cream. If you look at your friend, you're like, this feels awkward. Yeah, it's always weird at cross races. Like, yeah. like, hey, like, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, I got something going. And on then there's here. people who don't understand how to put their hand in their shorts, and you like turn around the car, and you're like, oh wow, you don't have your bibs on covering your wiener <laughs> could have gotten a heads up on that one. Thank you. You use, um, the Euro style, like with a little tingly. That's what hell blue is. It's got menthol. Gotcha. It. It's I awesome. didn't know it was all like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to try the hello blue. I have like 10, I stocked up with a bunch of, uh, 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 not hello blue. And I have like 10 bottles I'm working through. So mm. what kind, uh, what is it? It's, uh, it's, it's the purple and yellow, I can't think of what that chamois is. Chamois butter? Yeah, I think it is chamois butter. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't think he likes it. I don't want to be <laughs> negative. It's what everybody I, starts on. It's yeah, yeah. you go in any place and they're like, this is the chamois cream we sell. So everybody's used it. I prefer something different. Yeah. I've tried some, so, I've tried some other ones. I've, I've always liked this though, but I guess I need to experiment more. I would. I yeah. recommend experimenting for sure. I think that's one of, I mean, and that's as a coach, I think this will be another plug. Uh, I just, we were having a conversation of, I can't remember where this came from. I've experimented with a lot of different types of training and things on myself, which is one thing that I like. Like, that's why I like the discord. It's people just sharing their experience of what, what's worked, what hasn't worked and really finding those lessons, not losses. Those lessons are huge to share. And it's people are really being open and you don't, I wouldn't even say vulnerable because it's not a bad thing. Being able to admit that you tried something didn't work. That's why I talk about sweet spots. I've seen so many athletes that it just does not. If you're new, yes, it will get you fit. Then you want to do these races. It's not for that. And I've tried it. I've done, I've done blocks of sweet spot thinking that it was great for gravel. And I would just learn the hard way. That wasn't what it was, but then you move on, you figure things out. But, you know, speaking of hello blue, I know we had the podcast with them. I've had a few athletes that were, were in the same boat and they said, okay, I, it's good to hear that you were skeptical about this. Cause I still don't really understand it all, but I'm going to try it. And they tried the pain capsules and they work. And it's, it's so funny reading these emails back because it's the same thing. Like, well, okay. So the pain is gone and I've been taking them for a week, but it could also be X, Y, Z, A, D, C, D, E, F. I'm like, I do, and I hear you. I'm like, keep taking them, keep slowly crossing out those other things. And you're going to land on this stuff works. 
So it's a really cool company. I like, if people haven't heard that podcast, it was good to talk to Matt and get a sense of why they're doing what they're doing. And really at the end, the, well, you don't have to watch it. They've all had these issues and that's why they come up with different things. They're like, how do we eliminate this problem? I like it. Um, I got a strength training question for you. Yes. Okay, so you and I have chatted. I'm like, really, I got back into strength training. It's been awesome. I'm like super stoked on it. It's been amazing. People who want to add, like I've been doing through, uh, I've done a, I had a, f- a couple of weeks where I did three. I've only started like what, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I don't know. Adding a third day to the week. Is that another, would you prioritize another like heavy leg day? Or are you doing like for you, or are you doing more like upper body on that third day? Yeah. I'll be honest. I think I'm getting rid of the third day. Oh, really? Yeah, I think, of course, I have, what is it, recent bi- recency bias or re- where last year I got hurt because I lifted too heavy and probably too often with the amount of cycling I was doing. <sighs> I got really excited about the gym. I don't know for a cyclist that you're going to gain that much more strength. You're going to get stronger. I don't know if that's what we need versus the miles. Most people are struggling to find the time to ride more. This is the time for volume. So I think maybe as you shifted volume down, then you're doing harder intervals. I don't know if the third session fits in there properly. I struggle with three in a week now. And, you know, I think that the the experience that I have with programs that promote three times a week are ones that are three times a week now. They don't focus on volume as much. And these usually come out of camps that are in areas with bad weather. So places where the athletes that are driving these types of programs are looking for other options. And I get that. So if you're in an area where you can't ride and you don't want to do Zwift, sure, put on the third strain session. To answer your question, I would definitely do more legs than I would do another leg day with main focus and core and then like tertiary arms. But if you're in an area where you can ride, I would be doing two times a week strength and more riding, more endurance, more endurance. Get your, the more you can continue to keep your, you're getting your baseline. Let me start over. The more you can raise your baseline of what, normal endurance time is the better you will be down the road. And I'm talking, looking at you as a cyclist over the next five years, let's say said differently, there's no way I would be at 17,000 miles this year in no first week in November. Had I not done five years early on of 10,000 miles each, there is so much endurance riding in my body that I can handle huge, bigger loads. And that's probably the only reason why I'm relevant at the age of almost 40. I'm going to be like just a lot of riding. So yeah, does that answer the question? I think so. I think so. I'm kind of bummed though. Cause I've been like crushing my uh, bench press, man. I love you. <laughs> I actually was thinking about how lifting at home. I've also the time, just these, the number of projects that I'm doing right now, which I'm super freaking pumped about there are more than I did last year. And the time, the time to get to the gym last year, I was really more, I was learning a lot. I was listening to a lot of things. 
that I could drive 25 minutes to the gym when I was living on the farm, drive 25 minutes back, even here in Boone, the gym's not far, but the time I'm thinking even today, okay, I'm going to do this shorter home session. This is going to count as one of my sessions for the week and move on. And before I would have been like, I got to get to the gym. I got to lift heavy. I got to start. And if I'm, there's no way I'm going to get anywhere near the weights that I got last year, because I just am spending more time focused on, I have less gym time and I just had to come to that terms, but I'm going to get my two sessions in a week. It just might be, one's going to be in my basement. And you know, that ends tomorrow. I'm going to Florida and there's a gym that I shoot that one actually, I think closed. I'll have to figure it out. There's a gym in our building that has some weights. They don't have super heavy stuff, but you know, doing some single rear foot elevated, I guess rear foot elevated implies it's single leg, uh, whatchamacallit's lunges. Split squats. Yeah. Or, yeah. Squat. Yeah. 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 I guess they call it a split squat. Yeah. I feel like that, that particular exercise has like four different names. It's yeah. Well, it's amazing. Put your leg up on something and go lunge. Yeah. And that I love that. And so doing that with, you know, I only do it with a 20 pound medicine ball now, but if I built up to where I was actually holding, I don't know, 50, 80 pounds. I don't know if I would want it. I don't know. Would I want to hold that much? I don't know about that. Well, from my experience, super effective. For for sure. That's what I was doing. I was mean, I was doing all that stuff in the basement, whatever, 18 months ago, but be careful with the, I think we have another podcast where we talked about this, where I bought a 90 pound kettlebell thinking I would, I would do the single leg, but I, I physically couldn't hold the 90 pound kettlebell and yeah. still do. So just, yeah, yeah just be, form. be cautious. Even holding the 20 pound, the first time I went to do it, I was like, mm, my form is not good enough yet. I'm not, yeah. the, the neuromuscular connection is not ready to handle weight. I had more topics, but we're kind of out of time. What's all? Cool. What you, what's your last thing? Um, I don't know, that's man. That's all I got. Say, uh, you're not allowed to say um. Oh my god, I, I, I'm gonna finish with an um here. Uh, uh, we can go out like Buddhist monks. Um, is that I feel like I I did have something. There was something that you mentioned. I wanted, but whatever. It'll come back to me. We'll talk Lifting, about it next time. Tortilla chips, endurance, chamois cream, urinating, fourteen hours. No, nothing. Guys, go buy a shirt, rep the squad that you are a part of. We are not for you. We are you. I still haven't ordered my shirt. I don't know if I want to go with the pink sweatshirt or the black sweatshirt. Definitely both. And that's, yeah, that's probably actually is what I should do. <laughs> Throw in a Heather Gray and you're ready to go. What there color is Lucy getting? You're like, Lucy, I don't know. you're wearing these ducks, by the way. <laughs> you know what? I ordered her a... Uh a team one of the gambit team sweatshirts thinking that she wasn't going to wear it she absolutely loves it so i definitely am getting her a vogue sweatshirt cool man thanks for doing this yeah i might even post this tonight so people have something for their morning drive i'm super nervous about the audio i'm gonna go check that it'll be fine man whatever just say if if anyone's upset just skip to the second half yeah true and we can always do redo the first half yeah talk to you soon see you man Bye -bye. bye bye